Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Off-season, we hardly knew ye. And thus, Dan Feldman has returned once again. Normally, we would have like four months between the mock off season and the mock rookie extensions. But in this case, it's about two weeks. <laughs> and But we got to get to this now because I think some of these are going to start trickling in momentarily. Uh, so just to remind you all of what we do on this podcast, I am the player agent, Danny and Dan Feldman from NBC to be introduced shortly, are the teams. And so we go through and try to do some extension negotiations, both for players who are coming up on their rookie scale extensions and players who were undrafted or drafted in the second round on lower level contracts who are eligible for extensions as well. So let us begin here by saying hello. How's it going, guys? I'm not falling for it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I was straight up muted, so that that wasn't going to happen. But uh, yeah, it's fun. And we did it a little differently this year. I get... uh, Dan has the Western Conference teams. I thought they were. I thought they were more. Let's call it more suitable for some of these negotiations. And I have the. I have the East. Though you know, well, there there's plenty of fertile ground and not fertile ground for negotiation on both sides. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Danny, it looks like you do have quite a a run here. In yeah, the but of the some of those end. will be. Let's call them brisk. <laughs> all mine will be very dragged out. <laughs> well, fortunately, all of the max candidates, other than John Collins, of course. Uh, have uh, been accounted for. It seems like uh, already. Here. Ooh, foreshadowing. But uh, but let us begin with Markel Fultz and the Orlando Magic. Uh, and Fultz obviously did start last year for the Magic, and you would think that any rookie who is a starter would be someone that the team is interested in extending. So, uh, what would be your opening offer here, Magic? We we definitely like you, Markel. And oh no, that's the fucking kiss of death. It, it really, it, oh, oh, you're going to be hearing a lot of death kisses in this, Nate, from my perspective. Um, but and, and it's true that you do have this massive cap hold. It's over $30 million. Um, but as the Orlando Magic, we still have Vooch. We still have Aaron Gordon and all these guys under contract. So that doesn't really make a big difference to us, the cap hold part of it. We think you're going to be our starter of the future, but we're not totally sure yet. So what we were thinking was... Four years, about fifteen million a year. That 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 pays you. That's not full on like guaranteed starter money, but that's still life changing. That's still you know more than we think you would get on the open market if it were if you were on it right now. And so we think that's a fair, a fair place to start. And also worth noting at the outset here that since this is an extension negotiation, the only way that you can get a fifth year is by doing a max contract, as Kenneth Fareed knows very well. So give me that offer one more time, please. Uh, so that'll be sixty million over four years, 50, 15 million a year. Ooh, fifteen million a year. Yeah, I think I think that uh, Dejounte Murray is a very good analog for me. But while the cap is rough right now, keep in mind this extension doesn't kick in until twenty one twenty two, and 
the Magic have plenty of room dur- during that year. And then really nothing on the books after that. And we expect the cap to start rocketing back up in concert with the national TV deal. So I'm looking for something along the lines of what DeJounte Murray got, which is four years, $64 million, But that was last year. And DeJounte Murray also was coming off a torn ACL. I'm coming off starting for you all year. So I think a little bit of a premium on top of what he had, $18 million a year, $72 million would be what I would be looking for. The absolute highest we will go, we'll add a million a season. So we'll go to, that'll be 16 per season, 64, the same 64 that DeJounte got. We will not, we will not go higher while there, you can argue that there is money on the table in 2021. There's a lot less now. And you have, you know, like you're taking a lot of risk by not taking this. Like we're, we're, we're a little bit uncomfortable going this far. So it's take it or leave it at 64, four years, 64. Yeah, do you think we could come up with some incentives to bridge the gap, something tied to some areas that you'd like to see me improve? And, that, uh, that, that sounds more like something you would talk about with Dan Feldman. Um, <laughs> no, this will be straight. This is straight. Uh, okay, well, I'm going to take that, and I am frankly overjoyed at that offer. Uh, I don't know that it's unrealistic. Um, I really have no idea what the Magic are thinking of Markel Fultz. At this point in time, they did just draft Cole Anthony at that position as well. And just given the checkered track record of Markel Fultz, I mean, to get $64 million guaranteed, I'm very, very happy about that. I honestly was surprised that it was above $10 million a year. That, it, Like, just my own personal offer to Markel Fultz would be something along those lines. Yeah, you know, my, my my personal one would have been 11, but I try to think about the the equity. Remember, the, the Magic deliberately traded for him and picked up his option and then started him for the entire year, and he was fine, you know. Yeah, I definitely think the Magic's uh, game plan with him is trying to instill some confidence, and, uh, well, that ought to do it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I mean, they did pick up that $11 million option for this year. Basically sight unseen. I'm sorry. $13 million option for this year. And yeah, I, I mean, when you look at what he's making now, expecting a raise might be reasonable. But uh, yeah, I mean, especially having just drafted a point guard who might actually be better than him, I guess we'll see. Uh, not right away, but yeah. Uh, I, and, and like, yeah, I thought if I had made. So where was your where was your kind of walkway like? Because I, you know, if it were me as the general manager of the Magic, I probably would have started around 11. Um, but I've just thought if I offered that you were going to walk away, I wouldn't have. <laughs> but but I think I think that's that's based on my knowledge of Markel Fultz and just you know where he is as a jump shooter. My belief that the jump shot is just never really going to improve, and that it can kind of come crashing down again for him at any time. But uh, you know, I mean, he's already made forty million or so in his career based on being the number one overall pick. So that lets him play it out a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the free agent class of 2021, this is not quite up to date yet, but not a ton among point guards there. Um, well, actually, no, I, I should I shouldn't say that. There actually are some pretty decent point guards out there, so that would be a concern for me as well as Markel Fultz, and he's probably just on the restricted market. Although we'll see what happens in the rest of this negotiation in real life. Derek White, Devontae Graham, and Lonzo Ball are also there, and I would say that. All three of those guys, to me, are above Markel Fultz. Then you've got Spencer Dinwiddie, Drew Holiday, Kyle Lowry. Connolly. Yeah, so uh, Dennis Schroeder will be out there. So I'm really, I, I don't know that it's going to be a friendly market. I am I am doing cartwheels to get $64 million if I'm Markel Fultz. But Felt- again, I don't, 
contend that that's necessarily unrealistic. Um, and frankly, extensions for guys who have started usually start around this level. So we'll see. Speaking of extensions for guys who have started, how about Lonzo Ball with the Pelicans, number two overall pick in 2017? Dan, I assume, did you hear that Markel Fultz just got four years, 64 million? <laughs> I'm way better than him, right? So uh, what's your offer going to be? Yeah, we are very upset here in New Orleans about that offer. Uh, basically, all my around the league. <laughs> but that maybe give me a, a player option too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we we got to start here. We got to ask you a question. Do you want to be in New Orleans? You came to the bubble. Your your effort level wasn't good. Your focus wasn't good. Like your play wasn't good. And you know you hire Rich Paul as your agent. No offense to Rich Paul, but we all know what our history with rich paul is like did you do that to get out of new orleans like here's the thing you're a very divisive player around the league we like you but there are a lot of teams that don't and we just can't give you an extension that looks real awful because you don't want to be here you play lousy next year now it's going to be hard to trade you and rich paul is going to make our life difficult like we we can't have those problems we we need to know what's your commitment level well i think that really depends on what my role is is going to be and yeah you had drew holiday an established starter at the one brendan ingram really blew up last year but i would like to have the ball a little bit more than i did in the long term so i I would like to feel like there's a commitment from you guys to have me be the starting point guard and if that's the case then i would feel very good about staying in new orleans if it's going to be you're really playing at the two and just kind of run the wing and maybe make a, a few passes in transition and shoot open threes and that's it then I'm not as interested in being a New Orleans Pelican. I mean, you understand that's what you're good at is the, is the secondary playmaking, you know, making those little things happen. Like you're not a ball dominant point guard who can run pick and rolls. And yeah. have but but I've crap. improved in that area. I've, I've gotten better as a finisher and a shooter. And your shooting well, off ball looks really impressive. Yes. Yeah. Well, and so, I, but I, I do like being in New Orleans because I have developed there. So, uh, no, I, I mean, I think I'm, as long as you're not going to like have me coming off the bench or playing the two, I feel great about staying in New Orleans. I mean, we hired Stan Van Gundy to handle those coaching decisions. That's not up to us. We're not making any promises. Look, we, we have, I think, uh, to be frank, three starting caliber players in our backcourt. You, Eric Bledsoe, and J.J. Redick, and Stan will pick whatever combination he wants. Uh, but even if you're the one coming off the bench... You know, that would still be a pretty yeah. big I mean, role. we're thinking more about the, the long term here, too. You know, Redick is not a sure not we, under we, contract for longer than a year and Bledsoe is you know only one year past that we would like you to be here long term and be our become our starting point guard and so that's why we'll offer you and this might sound silly after what happened with Markel Fultz but we were planning to start you off with an offer of four years 50 million yeah that's that's just tough to even be in the range you know I, I think realistically the bidding is gonna have to, it's gonna have to get not just at 15 million a year but above that in a you know i think 20 would might be unrealistic but yeah if you don't even see yourself getting above 15 million a year under any circumstances then i think we're probably better off just abandoning the talks here all right so i wrote down for my walk away number four mil uh four years 60 million uh we would do that we would do that like we appreciate you saying you want to be in orleans that you like developing here that you're cool with you know uh, growing into that starting world that we envision you growing into uh, I think four years, sixty million is great. Like I don't know what the market's going to be out there for you. There are definitely some teams that like you. We are one of them, but there are a lot of teams out there that don't like your game because it's so unconventional. Like I, I just don't know what restricted free agency is going to look like for you. Well, I think that might be the case, but 
it's just you've seen who my agent is rich paul he's willing to go deep into restricted free agency if necessary he did it with a guy who's now on this team eric bledsoe as well and while you know rich paul is kind of a reputation as a hard ass like he's willing to accept an extension that's right for the player but again you got to consider i've already made 40 million in my career and and also rich paul is not going to take it an offer that's going to look like a loss to him on the when the ledger comes up and and some assholes are doing agent rankings they don't want it to look like he's settled for too much that's the kiss of death for for an agent so i i got an idea yeah, here yeah how about we do four year 60 million and we will front load it and you and rich paul can brag about all the money you are getting in year one when nobody else is and you know how this in this cold market like you you brought home the money like that will set up well it's the money you want and it looks good well i i think it's still going to need to be more overall and i think there's two ways we might accomplish that one would be through some incentives uh and the other would be through a player option on uh, the fourth year so and i think really it would probably need to be I, i think if we got the player option i could do the 60 million if without the player option you know, i'd want like three million per year in like reachable incentives to bring it up to or beyond 60 yes yeah three million per year extra uh but i i mean really what it what it comes down to here though is if i'm going to sign something that i think is below market value you, you know these are crazy times i'd like to get so, some more life-changing money although i've gotten a pretty decent amount already I do have that financial issue in the past with being bilked by that advisor. So I would like to get some more guaranteed money, but just getting that player option on the last year is what would be the most important to me. If you will do it, if you can give me the player option, otherwise I'll see you in restricted free agency. Yeah. I, I can't do the player option because you keep bringing up who your agent is. Like there's all this, the smoke that maybe you don't want to be here. And it still sounds like maybe you don't Here, This is a, our best offer is that four years, 60 million, uh, front loaded that's the best we can do all right in that case uh, we do not have a deal okay all right so jason tatum with the celtics has already extended dan feldman was not doing the negotiation for the celtics uh, apparently josh jackson is on his third team now and uh he had his fourth year option declined he's not eligible De'Aaron fox with the kings he already extended as well for five years no player option at the max so that now leads us to Jonathan Isaac, the sixth overall pick, uh, again, with the Orlando Metro. And Isaac has a $22 million cap hold absent an agreement. And the real challenge with Isaac is playing time. I mean, when he's been on the floor, he's been very productive. But Isaac will have, because unfortunately he is going to miss the entire upcoming season, he will play less than half of the games of his rookie scale contract and it is not a guarantee that that will continue i mean we in orlando sincerely hope that it does not but considering we're committing to this a year early and you're not going to play this entire year and that could be a real challenge for restricted free agency i we 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 understand like that that this could be a challenge so and this is not we're not willing to move much farther beyond this other than having some 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 very challenging guarantees but what we were thinking was you would be getting getting a lot of risk kind of out of the way. We could offer you 14 million years, so we were thinking 56 million over four years. And 
you might get more than that in free agency. You might not, but we we think that at a number like that, we could live with we could live with it. Yeah, fourteen million a year. I mean that that's not even close. I, I, I'm thinking more of along the lines of what Jalen Brown got last year, which is four years around a hundred million. But what I would have been willing to do is to make maybe the last two years of that kind of Joel Embiid style, um, to where if you cut me, I think with Embiid, I don't remember exactly i think it was like two years beforehand or, or maybe one year before and if you cut me and i suffer an injury based on you know one of these injuries that i've already suffered basically knee injuries that and that's why i end up being cut that then i wouldn't have uh compensation protection for that injury but so you'd only be ending up with around probably 40 million guaranteed and you could move on for me if it's just not working out at all but if I play at the level that I was playing at before the injury, I think I am a $20 million a year player. So it would be foolish to take something around 14, especially for so long. Uh, it seems better to just play it out and prove that I'm fully healthy as a restricted free agent. And I, I'm certain that there will be teams out there that strike out that would be willing to give me an offer sheet at that point. We've seen that there are plenty of teams that are willing to give guys offer sheets or, well, I shouldn't say offer sheets, but that are willing to give guys contracts if they are coming back off of injury and appear yeah. healthy. And it's, it, I think it's different in, in this circumstance because Isaac, while talented, hasn't proven it to the degree that many of those guys are. Like if you're invoking somebody like Kevin Durant, obviously Kevin Durant has been a much better player than Jonathan Isaac. And remember that Isaac is coming, he won't be coming into into the free restricted free agency. First of all, it's restricted, so it's not even like Wes Matthews or some of these other circumstances, unless I think Wes was unrestricted when that when that happened. He was. But also because you <clears throat> will have missed the entire preceding year. So this isn't a circumstance like Durant where he played great. He's obviously a you know, Hall of Famer. And so I mean it's it's entirely possible and I mean I yeah. love Well I it'll love- be better than Durant because you know you're not you, I'd be healthy again and you wouldn't be paying me for a year that you know that I'm going to miss. That's that's fair, but also they won't have the track record. And I think yeah. that's the that's the real concern and this transferring a lot of risk from from player to team when it, in this circumstance I think that's I think that's the real challenge here. So I just it's probably too it's probably just too far to to really bridge yeah. that gap. I, I mean Jeremy Grant, who I'm way better than when I'm healthy just got 60 million 20 million a year so i'm i feel very confident that as long as i don't have any setbacks that i'll be out there and have an offer like that uh and that you might even end up giving that offer to me so yeah if if it's not going to be in the 20 million dollars a year range and again i think i'm really willing to work with you on this to where if i'm not healthy and it's due to this injury that i already have you're protected and i would i would still get something you know i'd get 40 million but i wouldn't get you know, a big contract in like the hundred million dollar range. Yeah, I, I, I think that's like a pretty big concession there. But I mean, if you're just not willing to do that, I mean, it's a similar amount of guaranteed money to what you were talking about. The Embiid situation is structured in a way that it's it was very hard for the Sixers to actually walk away because they had to kind of decide a year early, and we're going to need a lot of that time to evaluate. And so I I don't think that structure is good for us now. I, it's possible that Isaac gets paid in restricted free agency, but I think it's very possible that he doesn't have as as robust a market as as one could expect, yeah. especially. But, but, well, so so here's here's what I would be proposing, right? So next year, twenty one, twenty two is guaranteed. Twenty two, twenty three is guaranteed, and you have to make the decision before the twenty two, twenty three season. 
and we can we can have it be rolling right so one year guarantees if not cut by after like year three guarantees if he's not cut after year one of the contract and then year four guarantees if not cut after year two so you'll have had all of this year to see my rehab and then you'll have had another year of me either playing or getting injured again before you make the the decision on the third year i think that's like that's enough information reasonably i don't know that you're going to get more after that i i think i think we'll learn a lot over the course of this year i think that the market may not may not be as robust for you especially the out of sight out of mind problems that that can exist here so we're we're not willing to go with with that sort of a structure that's too it's too at this point you know maybe you get an offer sheet like that and and if we think you're worth it we're happy to match like we're we're in a really good position there and this is a top heavy market and there aren't that many teams that are really in the mix so it's possible and if you if you were worth it and that will pay you but i just that that's too much to commit to right now all right well i mean i think charlotte chicago memphis whichever of the three teams going for Giannis that doesn't get him okc new york san antonio sacramento i mean all those teams are gonna have max space so uh, or if not max space enough to give me the contract that i'd be looking for so i i feel pretty confident let's go to lowry marketing with the bulls lowry we are you know this is a new front office we're not the, we're not the people who drafted you and we're still trying to figure out whether you are our power forward of the future. And that makes this really challenging because giving you clear-cut starter money when we're not even sure of that and we're not sure the market will bear that out is a real is a real challenge. So we were thinking actually we could do something maybe maybe in the shorter range, thinking maybe like three years, 12 million years, that'll be 336. That if it's if it ends up being below market you get out on the market faster and you you have a lot of choice in the matter we could also theoretically agree to another extension after that point and you might end up you know might end up outplaying you know like out you know if you think if you want to roll the dice and see where the market goes you can do that but this is this might be a challenging year for you so what is your opening offer again uh 336 bye i i mean again that's just it's just not something that someone is realistically going to accept and larry market infuse himself as a high-end starter it's not like the bulls added anyone this year i think billy donovan is going to use me better it would have taken something in the high teens to get anything done so i i think we can we can pretty much just wrap it if that if that's the opening offer it just doesn't seem like it's going in a direction that i would be interested in at all speaking of going in a direction that you're not interested at all frank dokina yeah, I mean, are you going to even make me an offer next? No. Nope. Number number eight overall pick, 2017? <laughs> no. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr.? Still, still got plenty of upside. Number nine overall pick. New phone? Who Who it is? <laughs> All right. How, uh, Neil O'Shea is Zach Collins with the Blazers. You traded the 15th and 20th pick to get me. I was starting for you. I think I, I'm still going to be in that role in the long term. Um. Yeah, you know, I, I would like to be paid like a potential starting four who can also shift over to the five. Yeah, I mean, we, we definitely want to pay you because uh, you, you are out injured for a lot of next season. As we've seen, there's a precedent that if, if one of our players is out injured, we, we tend to give them a big raise afterwards. We'd rather pay you before. <laughs> uh, so we're thinking, uh, you know, you, you're kind of like a Mason Plumlee-like player. We can uh, go in line with what he just got. So we're thinking four years, $32 million. Uh, final two years unguaranteed 
Oof. Wow, that, that's... Uh... I, I mean, look, we, we like what you could be, and, you know, we, if you play up to being worth it. But, let, like, let's keep in mind, even when you played last year, it wasn't very good. It wasn't, you know, what any of us expect from you, and that's a little bit disconcerting. Well, I, I, I was very good in the playoffs two years ago. You might remember some game-changing defensive performances in that Nuggets series. And, you know, I've I improved my verticality around the rim. I think in your awesome development system, I'm going to become a solid shooter. So, you know, I think a non-guarantee on the last year might be reasonable. But you're also, again, I mean, nobody is going to agree to an extension below $10 million a year. You know, if you could get up to... You know, something pretty similar to what you gave Yusuf Nurkic, where it was along the lines of four four years, 50, and then the last year, 4 million guaranteed. Uh, you know, I think that's something that I would be willing to look at. No, we can't do that. Yusuf Nurkic is one of the best centers in the league. Like, yeah. it's he, still he very wasn't po- at the time, though. Yeah, it's still very possible right now that you're a backup center. And, uh, like, that'd be a disaster if we have a backup center. On our, on our books for around those numbers like we, this is our compromise we could do four years 32 million uh with one year unguaranteed instead of two like look at look at the the your condition right now right you're going to start the season injured like this is still big money i hear what you're saying about how you want the 10 million uh if you're a backup center you'll never come anywhere near that uh you know if you're injured uh, you'll De- never Derek come favors anywhere. who's a, a swing four or five just got 10 million a year yeah, uh, he he's arguably a, a starting caliber center who's coming off the bench. When I say backup well, center, like so, I so mean, am I. Maybe, maybe uh, we'll see where where it goes. Uh, we could do four years, thirty two million with one year unguaranteed. Otherwise, uh, we got to play it out. Yeah, again, that's just not something that uh, I'm willing to accept. So I, I think we'll have to move on to Malik Monk with the Hornets, number eleven overall pick in 2017. This is a challenging situation for us, considering considering your suspension. And there, we we do think that there could potentially be a a place for you, not only in the NBA but specifically on our team. And we're not too concerned that your cap hold is is high at sixteen million if absent an agreement. I mean, that does matter to us, but it doesn't matter that much. So what we were thinking was to kind of mitigate the risk from both sides, do a th- three years. 7 million a year, so that'd be 21 total. But the final year is, we'll figure out whether non-guaranteed or a team option. Basically, no guaranteed money in that third year. Yeah, so that's pretty tough to only get 15 million guaranteed. You know, I think this same organization did a deal with Jeremy Lamb after acquiring him in a trade, a three-year, $21 million extension. for. And I think I've actually probably had better moments last year than jeremy lamb had had when yeah, you've uh, had some worse ones too <laughs> that that's true um but so i mean i was thinking something along those lines but then adjusted a little bit for the higher cap so three years 25 million all guaranteed uh i mean that's basically the lowest extension that anyone is ever going to take and you know charlotte this is uh i can this keeping me under contract at a cost control number that can enable you to maybe move Jerry Rozier or Devonte Graham. Uh, I think I'm a pretty good fit next to Lamelo Ball uh, as well uh, as a, kind of a, a scorer, but a smaller player with the Lamelo being a little bit bigger. So I, I think, but I can't do anything less than 25 million guaranteed over three years. We were going to go up to to basically add a million a year but that still would be 16 million guaranteed so we we will make that formal offer so uh three years so three years 24 million finally guaranteed but that's as far as we'll go yeah i mean we can't 
bridge the gap here what if we what if we did that last year half guaranteed no we that we we that's we we that we're taking on i mean paying you eight million a year you just missed basically half the season okay luke Kennard with the clippers the number 12 overall pick luke we we got you because we like you we we want to keep you uh I, i'm sure you didn't have much confidence in getting the type of extension you want uh from the pistons uh we do have some injury concerns so we're thinking uh four years 40 million uh with the final year unguaranteed uh unless you've played 75 percent of your games uh in, in across the prior seasons and then it'll be fully guaranteed hmm yeah i mean that's that's a little tough um but but we're putting the cart before the horse here in terms of the money. Uh, no, I was thinking more along the lines of thirteen million a year. I do note the injury concerns. Uh, but four years, fifty-two million. I think it's really it's tough to go any lower than that. I mean, I've been a starting player. The one time I was in the playoffs, I did pretty well, even though nobody watched that series <laughs> against the Bucks two years ago. I actually had a pretty good playoff run, and you just gave up a guy who's pretty good in. Landry Shamet to get me so I do think that you're at least going to have some investment in me and aren't going to want to get me to restricted free agency you've also got a, a very expensive team going forward you're going to have two guys in George and Leonard who can be free agents and you might want to convince them that you have people under contract going forward so yeah I think four to 52 is all guaranteed it would be what I'd be looking for uh, given some of the numbers I, I put up in Detroit. So congratulations on making 9 of 15 three-pointers in a playoff series and looking pretty good on that small sample. Uh, yes, we we did acquire you because we like you. We gave up a good player in Landry Shamit, and we definitely think you're within four second-round picks of Landry Shamit. Uh, don't forget that part of the deal. Uh, yeah, that's still... How about we compromise a little bit? So you were saying 452. We said 440. So let's do 448, and we're compromising on your side, but we're still going to do that uh, unguaranteed in the final year unless you play 75% of the games in the first three years, and it's completely guaranteed. Like, that's not a high bar. We do believe that if you're healthy and playing, you'll play well. We don't have, like, the same concerns with Portland had with Zach Collins, for example. We do believe if you're playing, it'll be good. Uh but if you're not playing, if you're not available, uh, we don't want to do four years. So we'll three, you know, the four years, forty-eight million. You got to play seventy-five percent of your games across the first three seasons to get the final year guaranteed. All right, give me two million guaranteed in the final year, and you got to do. All right, one million, and we're done. All right, but it has to be, I only have to play in 73% of the games. No, no, we're, get... we're setting a hard line here at 75. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, and kind of the idea of having a larger guarantee is that like, if I've shown something, I want it to not be an easy decision for you to just be like, all right, we can cut him for free. Well, right, so, we'll just keep in mind how we're building out, right? Like you said, we're going to have expensive payroll. We're not looking to, to cut you by any means, right? We're, we got you. Not because you're necessarily more valuable on a per dollar basis than Landry Sham is, because we think you're better and we're willing to pay. Like we're not looking to cut you in year four, no way. Like we want you to play, we want you to be worth that. Uh, but we also don't want to have an extra cap it for you know on top of it and, and have it hinder some other things we'd want to do if we have to go that route. We don't anticipate going that route. We think you're healthy enough. Like we think this is going to be fully guaranteed, absolutely. But you have had the these injury issues and. We just want a little insurance on that. It's still a lot of money guaranteed to you. What if we make it either 75% of games over three years or 75% of games in year three? 
just just because you don't want to create any bad incentives, particularly for a team that rests guys. Of right. where you know, I, I'd like to just have two two other uh, two opportunities to actually hit that mark. Yeah, we think that's reasonable. We can do that. Very good. So that's four years, forty eight million, one million guaranteed in the final year, but guarantees if he plays in either seventy five percent of games over the first three years or seventy five percent of games in year three. So Donovan Mitchell and Bam Adebayo with the Jazz and Heat both signed max extensions already. Justin Jackson with the Thunder still somehow did not have a fourth-year option decline. Thunder, am I you interested in uh, just potentially trying to keep me around and see whether I can develop? You're a draft and develop culture now or trade for and develop. (laughs) Uh, No, thank you. And uh, we'll come back to number 17 in a second, but as long as we got the Thunder here, we can take the suspense out of the number 18 pick, TJ Leaf. We are also not interested in extending you. But but wait a minute, Woj, Woj tweeted that this is a great opportunity for me uh, to be in a system that works better after I just didn't get a chance in Indiana. Uh, we haven't decided yet whether we're going to cut you or not, so uh, maybe it will be. And maybe you'll get that opportunity uh, in the minor leagues. Uh, that could definitely be a place where you're in a better fit. <laughs> your, your, your extension offer is a two-way? <laughs> That's that's technically technically illegal. By the way, it's too much too much experience. Yeah, I know. Sadly, uh, how about uh, DJ Wilson with the Bucks? I mean, you could try to negotiate with the Kings. Oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this one will be interesting. John Collins with the Hawks, number nineteen overall pick in twenty seventeen, and and frankly, if you just look at the production that I've provided, efficient scoring, getting up into the high thirties from three, increasing my volume great finisher around the rim and guys like me you know if you look at for example julius randall and what he got with the knicks almost 19 million dollars a year that and i'm i think everyone would agree both on both ends i'm a better player than julius randall so hooray so (laughs) you know i think publicly we said i i believe i'm a max player i'm willing to come off of that just a little bit here but not by much. I'm looking for over $120 million guaranteed. Here's our problem. Uh, so, sorry, I, I'll, let me restate that, actually, because we can only do four years. So I'm, I'm looking for $105 million guaranteed over four years. Here's our problem, John. We we do like you. In Yes, the suspension last year was very frustrating. I don't know why I have all the suspended players, but whatever. And the, the fundamental challenge, though, of these situations is that you could very well end up being a max level player and if that happens we will match the contract that comes and even if it's a three plus one we'll do that but giving you an offer that is either max or max adjacent right now is giving you the best case scenario and like yeah you could very well end up being a part of it so it, it, you could earn that contract we, we're not we will we, if you earn it and you get it we will match it but doing that now is just foolhardy for us. And we just committed a bunch of money to a, to a series of different players that we think will make us better. And we think that will help you too. Better passers, better distri- distribution, better spacing, all of that. So what we're thinking is offering you 20 million years. So we can only do four years. We're not, give, we're not doing a max. So that'll be four for 80. And there is a little bit of wiggle room there, but not too much. And if you, if you want more than that, then you can go into restricted free agency. You can play out the year. That's totally fine. We will have no ill will there. And we understand if you don't want to accept an offer in this range. But we're not going far beyond 480. So I averaged 22 points a game, 64% from two, 
40% from three last year, 10 rebounds, and 1.6 blocks. I mean, guys, like, at age 22, that's like Amare Stoudemire type of number. And you're coming into a critical year. You need me to be a good soldier. You brought in Danilo Gallinari at my position. Yeah, I'm still going to start, but I'm not too happy about that. Uh, You have to show improvement. Tony Ressler is putting the pressure on. Travis Schlenk, you're going to get fired if I don't work out this year. So isn't it better to just have me happy and contributing and then you can get a nice contract extension and you know then, then you don't have to worry about how much I'm getting paid later, right? If you don't work out this year, your replacement is already on our roster. And maybe you'll end up somewhere else and maybe maybe that'll work out well for you. But if you don't if you aren't a good soldier, you're playing backup minutes on a team that is in the fringes of the playoff race. And if you think you can get a max max offer sheet off of that, more power to you. You can you can line up behind Jonathan Isaac and see which one of you gets more see which one of you gets the money you think you deserve. But it is that and and you might get that. Like there is a distinct possibility, but we're taking on a lot of risk here. And to get even close to to get even close to your max a year early when you're not certain to be a part of a part of all this when you just missed a ton of it due to a, a preventable suspension doing so is just it's just unreasonable for us and so like it's it's a system that leads to acrimony that leads to you could argue unfair results because kind of it has to be done one way or the other but that's the way that works uh if you can get me to 95 million dollars over four years i I think that that's something that i would be willing to accept uh but it's i mean given the numbers i'm putting up it's just it's really tough that there's there are not many times in recent history when someone with this type of production is is taking the sort of contract that you're offering our final offer is four years 90 million that's as far as we'll go all right can we get like five million in incentives maybe like something that you know defensive rating when i'm on the floor something like that that'll encourage me to uh how about how about unlike how about unlikely bonuses like an all defensive team (laughs) no let's try i I can't believe john collins's agent is trying how about this how about this how about above the league average defensive rating when i'm on the floor it's tying your fate to uh trey young's defense yes yeah, see, a, see a i'm no no way. dan 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 sorry 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 um so better yeah, than the better yeah, than, yeah. The, the ombudsman comes in after the deal is already agreed to. uh <laughs> that's that that to us is is uh you know that's that's a modest enough incentive we don't know how we might even play you a little bit at center, and I think we know how those minutes are going to go. So, yeah, that's fine if we want it. So it's four years, $90 million, but then $5 million of incentives tied to defensive rating during the minutes you were on the floor. That's totally fine. All right. We got a deal. I'm surprised we got there on that one. So am I. Um, I waxed maybe, all poetic, and then we got a deal. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> we'll see who ends up uh ends up being the one who wouldn't budge to make this one not happen. Oh, it's going to um, be John Collins. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think he would take I don't know we'll see particularly after the suspension Terrence Ferguson with the Sixers guessing it's going to kind of be a prove it thing here yeah that that that's right uh Jared Allen Nets <sighs> can you change your name to DeAndre Jordan so we can pay you <laughs> I mean we here's our problem we like you we we, we really do but we already are giving a center 10 million a year for the next three years and unfortunately unlike you our other center is very popular among our two mercurial star players so our, well, our well, goal I, I can tell you what i can tell you what i'm gonna be 
advocating for a trade if you don't extend me. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm not going to be a good soldier because if you don't extend me, to me, like you guys are going to be in the tax regardless. So to me, that means that you're just like not willing to commit to me at all. So I want to get traded somewhere that actually wants me and is willing to accept me. So we we are willing to we're willing to talk here, but the problem is like we're we're thinking more in the ten to twelve million dollar year range. If you're willing to take a deal there, we can talk about years, but we just want to talk before we get there conceptually. Like, is that even in the the wheel the, like the range that you would consider? We're not going above twelve million a year, but is that like you know that's mitigating a lot of risk for you? We're not in these top picks anymore that have that have printed money. You're making four million this coming year. So that would actually be a pretty big race for you. So clearly you would agree I'm a better player and more established than Jakob Pertl, correct? Yeah, that that seems that seems fair. I mean I've basically been starting since my rookie year. And, and until... at twelve million a year you'd be making more than him. A year ahead of a year when you're probably not starting. Alright, if you if you get to thirteen million, I think we would we would have a deal you know maybe a little bit below where clint capella was but kind of around like where cody zeller was with his extension we get to four years 52 million i will sign can we do a half guarantee on that final year triggered with games played just to make sure just just to give us a little bit i mean bit i've of, basically never been injured i, I know that's why it's just really just fair. a little bit of protection you get the full thing it's just 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 in case all hell breaks loose basically i mean that's the type of thing you do with an injured player like i don't think that's really that, okay, that's so, you're, really so you're saying I, I, like you're I've saying worked 52. incredibly hard on my body, and uh, you know I, I'm not an injury risk. Like I frankly find it insulting that there would be a concern about me missing game. Okay, then we'll we'll do 450. That's our that's our best offer. So it's really that's a half million a year different than what you said. Yeah, twelve and a half million a year. Yeah. Uh, okay, I I will sign that. Ombudsman. Yeah, I I thought if I were the team, like 452, sure. Uh, so good job getting it to 450. I mean, I see why Jared Allen would do it too uh, maybe i'm higher on him than the rest we i think well, all three yeah. of us are yeah well i i think i the reason i think this is unrealistic is precisely what i started to bring up that once he signs this it's really difficult to trade him and the nets are probably well, gonna want to trade well him. it's difficult to trade him immediately but i think that deal once you once the league year once the poison pill expires yeah. i think then it's very easy to trade him yeah but the james harden trade is uh uh, that's a fair point, but does he really yeah. want to go to Houston? Does well, he have a choice? Doesn't matter whether he wants. Yeah, to I mean, not. he did. He did go to. He did go to UT, which isn't obviously in Houston, but yeah. It's not. Oh, they, they just signed Christian Wood, but yeah, he can use forty-eight good minutes at center. Um, or he could be routed to a third team as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I gotta imagine it, if Houston's trading James Harden, it's just about acqu- asset acquisition at that point. Yeah. I mean, what would the the funny thing about that theoretically of acquiring Jared Allen in it is they could end up doing what they did with James Harden of you acquire a guy like right at the doorstep of the extension deadline and extend him. Yeah. So, by the way, apologies to Justin Patton with the Wolves at pick number sixteen and Harry Giles with the Kings at pick number twenty for uh, glossing over them. They had their options declined. OG Ananobi with the Raptors. This will be a really interesting one, and I think again seeing Jeremy Grant get twenty million. I am a much better player than Jeremy Grant. I think I've, I've proven to be a little bit better of a shooter. I had awesome playoffs, including that ridiculous three-pointer at the end of game three against the Celtics. And I'm the best isolation defender in basketball. So if Jeremy Grant's getting $20 million, I I'm looking at $90 million over, over four years. That's what I'm looking for. Just, like, just I'm, be, I'm just the exact be... player everyone is looking for. We don't really have much of a disagreement in terms of your value. However, as I'm sure you are aware... 
you are in a very unfortunate situation that we are looking to maintain as much cap space as we can going into the summer of 2021. And the more we pay you now, the more pain it's going to take for us to get there. And the one of the differences between us and the Heat is that we don't have that many players under contract. It's really because we're already going to have to pretty much get rid of Norman Powell, whether that was through him opting out or us trading him to get to that space should we need it. But we really, if for us, it's like basically Pascal Siakam. And we're not looking to trade Pascal Siakam for anything. So that's that. It is a real challenge, and unfortunately, you know, Bam Adebayo is is a kind of a comparable situation. He surprised all of us by agreeing to an extension. But remember that his agent is Giannis's agent, and Omar Wilkes is not Giannis's agent. So keeping keeping you keeping you and keeping Mr. Wilkes happy is not as big of a deal for us. So like, this is the real challenge. Like we think you're worth that, but let's say even if we did a $20 million contract with you, and we know that that would be below the market that you expect to make next year, even at 20 million, that lops off basically 10 million in our space and makes it very, very difficult for something to happen there. So like I, I, it's, we would do something in that $20 million range. No, no hesitation because that would be a deal that we think would look really good for us. But the further we get from 20 million a year, the harder it is for us to stomach it to because we're just sacrificing so much. And we know that's going to lead to acrimony with you. We know you've, your former teammate Kawhi Leonard could have told you all about how that how that poisons the relationship. But we have to do it. It's just the way this is. Okay, here's what I've worked out. If you were to move on from Norman Powell completely next year, or he were to opt out, which he, he may well do considering he's going to play a lot this year. The projected max... Ah, shit, it's still not going to be enough. I was going to say, I, I, I was hoping if I could start at 17.5, that would get me up to 78, four years, 78 million. But even then, you're still a little bit short of the max for Giannis. So it's, yeah, I just don't think it's going to happen. Is there, I mean, that's, that's the lowest I could go. I I'm think. trying to think if there's a way to do the heat trick here with un, with with unlikely bonuses. I think we couldn't do it a year out. You know, like the like basically have the number. well, yeah. I mean, you because if I if I hit all those markers in this year, then it would go up. Exactly. So, now, one other thing I'd be willing to consider would be signing a two plus one, starting at essentially the lowest possible amount, um, or, or the highest possible amount that you could still fit in a max for Yana. I, I that just. It's a it's a worthwhile idea, and we we appreciate why why that would make sense. But we want to have you around for a lot longer than that, and we don't know for sure yet whether we're going to get the type of player that would necessitate that. And so we would rather you know we could even potentially give you five years, depending on where you know where everything goes in free agency. So we we'd rather we'd rather wait than do a deal like that because it's just it it we we want to have you around forever. Ah. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks for trying. I mean, I I agree. I think it probably just makes more sense. But uh, I mean, I'm going to warn you. I'm going to be looking for 25 million a year in restricted free agency. Not a problem. Uh, okay. That leads us to Kyle Kuzma and the Lakers at number 27 after the immortal Tyler Lydon with the Nuggets, Anzich Pashnik, who never played it down for the Sixers, and Caleb Swanigan with the Blazers uh, were a ignominious 24 through 26 pick. All right, Lakers here. Uh, I got a hunch this is gonna be unpleasant. Uh, you know, you're a, you're a solid backup. Uh, we'd like to offer you three years, twenty two million. I mean, given the signings that you've made, I would really like to be traded. Honestly, at, at this point, like it's just like I'm not gonna get the opportunities here. 
people are going to forget about how great of an offensive player I am. After, you know, I should be, I'm someone who can average 20 points a game in this league. Like this is, this is not working out here at all as evidenced by this ridiculous offer that you just made. And I would just, uh, I would like to request a trade rather than sign anything with you guys. That's not indicative of your belief that I can be a starter for this team going forward. What happened to the guy who's like, yeah, I'd rather be irrelevant on the Lakers than the main guy in Orlando? I uh, looked at his bank account. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, look, at the best thing that can happen, we will work with you to trade you if that's what you want. But the very best thing that can happen is uh, until that does, you, you show up, you play hard, and we'll respect that. We will work with you. You know, uh, We know you and our owner are very close, have a good relationship. We want to do right by you. Uh, but you got to show up, play hard. That'll be the best thing for, for having trade options for you, and we'll work with you on that. All right, Tony Bradley just got traded from Utah to the Pistons to the Sixers. Would you like to lock in a backup center at reasonable backup center money, Philly? Are you talking like two, like three years at the minimum? Because, yeah, we could maybe do something like that. Um, but, no, I mean, we, we, we need to see how this year works out. We, we could potentially be interested in bringing you back, and also as an over-the-cap team, your capital doesn't, you know, that doesn't really matter to us. We'll decide whether we make a qualifying offer based on how this year goes. So we will, we might commit that. You, you might be our backup of the future, but we don't know yet. So we're not, we're not making an offer right now. Okay. Derek White. Yes. San Antonio Spurs. And I'll, I'm going to start this off here. <laughs> we, You're just that tired of my bullshit. No, I, I mean, I, I want to be very clear about what the expectations are. Okay. So I've really improved my three-point shot, and I'm moving into the prime of my career. This isn't a situation where there's it's speculative, oh, how much is he going to improve? You're paying for the hope that I'm going to improve. Like, I am there. The player that you saw in the bubble, that is a really, really good starting point guard. I can guard the one and the two. I can shoot it. I can play on ball. Showed a ton of growth in pick and roll. If you look at my pick and roll stats this season. And then in the bubble, I was probably your best player. And I would like to be paid by that. And when you look at some of the contracts that guys have gotten, Malcolm Brogdon, Fred Van Vliet recently, I'm looking for $21.5 million per year over four years. Whew. Do yeah, I need we... to go through the list of, of teams that will be looking for a 27-year-old starting guard next year? all rebuilding teams that would absolutely make a restricted free agent offer sheet yeah we were just gonna try and uh talk you into like yeah you were a seventh man uh but you i guess you do see more so your real value um how about look at this is how impressive your opening pitch was i'm gonna make my walk away offer my starting offer how about three years 39 million or if you would prefer that over more years we could do four years 48 million well let me ask you a question yeah. Who, who's gonna would you project to have more production over the next four years me or DeJounte Murray uh off the record you uh wait over the next four years yeah, yeah I think it's tough because of the age difference over the the next couple of years you yeah four years like, is DeJounte trickier. Murray has maybe a fatal flaw where he can't be a high end starter. like I I can be a championship level of player as as Derek White to you know because I really have no weaknesses in my game like that is the kind of player that every playoff team is looking for yeah um you're older though that that's your weakness right like if we give you a four-year extension we're going to expect you to be in the decline phase of your career by the end of it 
And honestly, it might even be smart to give you a four-year extension because we only do three. You're going to be looking pretty good at the end of the three, and we could wind up re-signing you for another four-year contract that's you know four years too long. Uh, maybe it's best. Well, to, anyway, I mean, we're, we're not even close here. Like, well, if you're it, all right, what, like, what if we would do? And here's here's another analog for you. Yeah, Gary Harris, what he got right, four years, seventy-four million, and that's a bad contract. But that's because Gary Harris fell off. At yeah. the level that he looked like he was going to be at, yeah, he would have been worth that contract. Uh, okay, and, and I and I think you, I've you, shown more uh, at this point than Gary Harris. I start with this for me. How important is it to you to have four years? We are willing to give you a higher average salary over three years, but just just I mean, we can talk about both constructions, but just generally, how important is the fourth year to you? But we would do a lower average salary over four years. Um, I mean, if if it's three years. You know, shorter contract equals more on an annual basis. So I, I think it would have to be three years, sixty-six million. We would do uh, three years. We would do three years, fifty million. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we're done here. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's just there's no with Dejounte Murray having just gotten paid and Derek White being better than Dejounte Murray. I mean, there's there's no way that it wasn't going to have to be substantially above that. And particularly for a, a two-way guard who can shoot and drive and guard the one and the two. I mean, yeah, I guess I got to put myself don't. more in the Spurs shoes. We just gave Dejounte Murray sixteen million a year, right? It was well, four years, and 64. also take a look at your long-term books. You got They're nothing clean, on it, right? Yeah. And this is a team. I, I mean, they the only guy that they that they haven't extended, they didn't extend who was any good, was Kawhi, and, and uh, they did that because of the cap space thing. Yeah, who who uh, what what did you want over three years? Sixty six million. Fifty eight. Oof. Yeah, I, I think I'll take that. Okay. I, I think I will take that. I, I realistically, I think it would be a four year offer. Um, Maybe. But that's actually not the end of the world to get back out after three years at age. I'll be twenty nine, thirty ish. So that's a, where I'll still be playing well and can hopefully cash out again to, for something that really pays me into my decline years. So, uh, yeah, I, I I'll I'll do it. That that's uh that's pretty close to twenty million a year. Yeah, I'm person- sure in real life we would work out some incentives that would get me over that. So yeah, personally, I, I I think he he's probably worth that. But just on the extension, the fact that you know the Spurs are the ones incurring the risk there that they're giving. I think to a large degree, right? They're giving Derek away a lot of you know certainty. I, personally, I feel like okay, if you're signing extension as a team, you should be getting some give back there. Where I think that's pretty close to his actual value. Yeah, I mean the Spurs right now have sixty-seven million dollars in cap space in the summer of twenty twenty-one. So. Yeah, <laughs> um, and no one to spend it on. So I think they would. Well, and Der- I mean, because here's the thing: like Derek White could make himself a twenty-five million dollar a year player this year. He could. I mean, if, if he plays stuff. like he did in the bubble, he's going like, to he he's gonna get an opportunity. Yeah. I mean, what what's interesting with White, and this has been part of why one of the ones where I kind of thought it'd be good for Feldman to have the West is I don't. It's hard for me to imagine right now, and maybe this is my own limitation. White getting a max offer sheet, but I could see him getting like in the mid twenties. Like you know, he I could. I, it, I, I mean, like I could easily see him getting more than Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's also the factor of his cap hold, right? Like there is a benefit to waiting too. Yeah, but, but with San Antonio having so much space, yeah, there's I, less. I, I, I think that's pretty limited. I'm not. Well, I agree with that, but I'm just saying, you know, as we get toward this, where it's pulling teeth on, it's very close. Yeah. I, All right, but we got a deal. I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Unless someone's going to cancel it, but uh, um, should we move to the Josh Hart and the Pels? Let's do it. All right, we like you. 
good, solid player. I don't know what type of, you know, I don't think you have star upside by any means the way you play, uh, but we'd do a nice, healthy three years, 30 million. Yeah, that's the offer that Malik Beasley turned down last year. He bet on himself uh, and it worked out. I do have a small cap hold. Well, I guess my cap hold is right about the 10 million or so. Yeah. So I'll tell you what, why don't we do this? You start me at my cap hold, which would be uh, 10.5 million and give me 8% raises over two years and we got a deal. Well, what if we did the 330 and did the opposite? What if we did it front loaded? You get more money up front. Everybody wants that. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the escrow is probably more likely to be a problem early, but... Uh, yeah, by next, by you know the following year, I think uh, I think we should be good. Yeah, well, I mean, it does front loading. It doesn't do anything for me. If you're going to pay me more money over the life of the contract, yeah, front loading you know doesn't I mean? do anything for you. No, because it's going to be I'm going to lose eighteen percent of that. But you get a lot of it back. I think uh, I think uh, the league's going to be okay. The follow like by the time this extension kicks. Well, out. but but it's remember everything that we lost this year is spread over like the next few years. So. You want to actually push the money out further, I think. But but in any event, uh, I mean, three years, thirty-five million is what I'm looking for. You can structure it however you want to. All right, we'll do three. Th- uh, we would do three thirty-five uh, front loaded. Okay, deal. All right. I I actually think that's very good for Josh Hart, who's someone who's never been a starter. I mean, I, I think Beasley is an interesting analog there. In some ways, I actually kind of like Hart a little bit better than Beasley because he defends, but Beasley is like more of the microwave score type. So. I'm happy to get that as Josh Hart. He's not, he's going to play a relatively limited role this year. There's a lot of uncertainty. He doesn't really have much. You know, he was the 30th pick, so he's only making 3.5 this year and probably like 10 million over the course of his career. So that's that's a smart move, I think, to lock that in right now. Hart is, I will say, though, he's a player who I could see, you know, like you could kind of go both ways for restricted free agency because a, a group of guys or a group of teams are going to get priced out on the, like, the best of the best, whether we're talking stars or we're talking, you know, restricted free agency guys. So he could be interesting, but I don't know how many front offices value Hart the way that we do. So I, I could, you know, I, I like the terms here, but I also wonder what his restricted free agency would look like. And I also think Josh Hart will be a restricted free agent. Okay, quick break here, and then we'll get to the non first rounders who are potential extension candidates. So Devontae Graham here with the Hornets. And I basically, I'm looking for that maximum possible that I can get four years, a little under 54 million player option on the last year and a promise that nobody will laugh when my agent leaks it to Shams and describes this as a max extension. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as the, as the Hornet, like uh, the, the discussion that I've basically had before, like with myself before we started this was, would I give the player option? And the answer was, hell yes. I mean, so the structure of this contract, based on, remember, there are restrictions for these players. It's not rookie scale where they can get anything up to their maximum. The structure of this is first year, about $12 million, second year, about 13 third year, about 14 then a little bit under 15 So the total is 53 0.76 million over four years. Thank you to Dan Feldman for providing that data. And that is, that's like third or fourth guard money. And so, yeah, sure, there's a chance that Devontae Graham either doesn't live up to that or, you know, that that third, that losing that fourth year is a bad thing. But screw it, I'll take the value for me. Well, it's, uh, it's fourth guard money if you play for the Timberwolves. Probably more like third, third guard, guard money. money yeah. Uh, but even that, I mean, that's, that's, 
for a third guard, that's still pretty good. And Graham is undersized. His three-point shooting fell off last year. Probably not going to start this year with Lamelo now. And not necessarily in the team's plans. Just And came out of nowhere last year, undersized. So... I think that's uh, you just and has made no money in his career so far. I think you just you got to take. He's also a little older too. I think you got to just take it uh, as as Devonte Graham and just just lock it in now. There's just too much uncertainty. He may not feel that way, and I do think he's an underrated player in the league, and that maybe he deserves more than this. But there's also only so many teams that are going to look to bring him in as a starter, given his lack of size and lack of ability to do anything inside the arc to where. In the long term, you know, maybe you would have, he's sort of like a better version of DJ Augustin, and that guy can only kind of take a team so far, so the market for him is a little bit limited. I don't see him getting more than $15 million a year, so I, I was ready to jump on that when it was available. Um, I'm interested for Dan, though, because I know we had talked about who was going to have Devontae. Would you have done this deal as the Hornets? Yes, absolutely. Uh, and I think Devontae Graham would take it. Um, I talked to him for a story uh, last season, and he's very much somebody who is not a big risk taker. Like when he was in high school, he signed with Appalachian State uh, before he got to Kansas because he's like, yeah, I don't think be- better offers are coming. Like he's just, you know, he, he signed, uh, you know, he, he uh, the, the way he went to the Hornets and, and signed that deal. Like he's just not a big bet on himself risk taker type. And so I, I think he would take it. Okay. Uh, so Gary Trent Jr. with the Blazers. Are are you? I I really basically to me I just have to decide whether I'm willing to take the same offer that Devonte Graham just got. Because I, mean, I, I I mean if you're if you're not going to make that offer, then we're just completely done. And I'm not even sure I would take it if you do offer it. Yeah, I mean Devonte Graham looked good over almost had a full season, but at least more of a season. You were really good in the bubble. Um, we we were thinking we would do that max. Uh, starting at 12 million but declining so it'll still get you 42 million well, more than well you're, you're million right about the declining part because uh, i'll be declining that offer man you did look really good in the bubble but i you know i don't know i, I mean don't, don't argue with me i just i like the, we can just stop wasting any time I'm try- well like, i don't it, know I, f- I feel like i might regret not offering it to you i'm trying to talk myself into it i mean I, I, i'm re- so so here's I, I, my thinking of whether you even take it or not is yeah i haven't made that much in my, in my career but basically like the blazers long-term salary structure they don't have anyone else right at, at my position and you know I, I did show i can hit a bunch of shots i showed i can defend some threes really did, did a great job defensively one of the few good defenders that the blazers had and i'm just shooting it lights out from the perimeter and that that kind of a two-way two-three combo like that kind of player has been getting paid and the Blazers will have no choice but to pay me next year because they just don't have any way to replace me. So I'm just worried that I might be selling myself short. Also, you know, my my dad was in the NBA. It's not like, you know, my family is hurting for money or anything like that. So uh, I don't have any kind of an injury history, really. Right. And, um, and you, you will be arenas limited next year, I believe. No, that's wrong. This is my third year. Oh, this is your third year. Yeah. Okay. Shoot. We, we got to do it. Like... I don't. I think it might be a little much, but but you're right. We got to do it. We have we have no way to add talent like you. Like we have to do yeah. it. And honestly, I think the Blazers like if Gary Trent Jr. is going to be a starting level of player, even a rotation guy, given the long term commitments to CJ and Dame, locking me in now probably has like more upside than it does downside. Um, Hell, they could even oof. trade him if this works out. 
Yeah, that, Sorry, that's true. Sorry, ombudsman, you have and, and actually, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I really, I, it's it's really tough to decide on this here. Um, but, if yeah, I mean, if I get that player option, I think I can probably feel better about it. So I, I, I think I, I think I will take it because you, you're right. I did only have really two two good games under my belt. Wait, now, now the other been the in other the league thing, two years, not three. Well, so, yeah, right. So, yeah, but this but, will be his third year. Oh, this yeah, is, so, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. I, I mean, the other, the other component here, too, is we could always take it into the season as well. Um, and Which, I mean, if I'm I were Gary to... Trent, that's, that's what I would do. Yeah. Um, because he has, I mean, because well, here, here's the way I've been thinking about Gary Trent's, and now I'm higher on him than most, is it wouldn't stun me to see a Bogdanovich-level offer around, especially if one of those teams that doesn't have max space. And he's, you know, I, are we sure that... that Gary Trent Jr. is not going to end this season as a more interesting guy to offer than Josh Richardson or like Ubre or like some, somebody in that range. Like I could easily yeah. see him being. I, he's those. just yeah. a guy who fits on so many teams, right? Um, it, no, maybe, so, I mean, maybe even less so on this team than most, which is the but but still fits well enough for sure. Um, shit, this is a really tough decision. I I think though, as I look at like Duncan Robinson being out there, Victor Oladipo is out there still let me see who else there is for uh josh richardson evan fournier jj reddick there are a lot of pretty decent shooting guards out there um i think it, norm powell will barton might be out there tim hardaway i think i will take it for that reason J- that uh and still i mean i'm a pretty young guy too only 21 i believe so 21 22 so to get, it still can get back out of the market at 25 right in the middle of my prime the three plus one i think that That'll be a little bit different than Josh Richardson, who, you know, I think he was like 22 when he was drafted. So I, I think I will take it. Um, and because at least I'm not selling myself short, but the really agonizing decision. Dan, do you have a deep psychological profile of Gary Trent Jr. handy? Uh, I don't. <laughs> uh, but uh, foreshadowing it will not be the last player I, I bring that up on. I, I'm a little torn from the teams. I like, I think you got to do it. I think you owe it to Dame, you know, who, who's there trying to contend to, to keep him. To keep Gary Trent locked up, like it's but, but it's so more likely than not party. to be a good contract, right? Isn't it? Uh, I don't know. I mean, the so much of this comes from him shooting well in the bubble, and it's not just that. But right? his it's defense not, but was very good. The well, defense is the other thing, but and, and he's also like a ninety percent free throw shooter. Like he's gonna he's gonna hit shots. Like he may not be over forty percent, but he'll shoot it well enough to like play the role that he needs to play. Yeah, I feel okay about it. I I just. Uh, I'm not convinced. I, you know, I value Devonte Graham more. Let's put it that way. Oh yes, yeah, I, I disagree. I think it was a much easier decision for Graham to take it than than Gary Trent. Um, Duncan Robinson and Kendrick Nunn. I mean, I assume that you just can't. Actually, Duncan Robinson just wouldn't take this. Right. Wouldn't take the max extension anyway. I think he's going to get. I mean, seeing what Joe Harris got, like, there's an argument Duncan Robinson is better than Joe Harris. I mean, so. I'll make it formally to you. Do you want to take it, Duncan Robinson? Um. No, I, I I don't want to. And Kendrick Nunn, I assume you're not willing to offer anything? No, I mean, because with, with Kendrick Nunn, even if he makes the starter criteria, as we both expect that he will, that bumps it up to about $5 million. I think it's like 4.7, 4.8. Um, but still, then, I mean, it's it's sacrificing space. It becomes a it becomes a complication. So, no, we're not really there. Um, all right, who else we, we got next year? We've got Semi Ojale with the Celtics. I'm guessing you're not making an offer there. Nope. I mean, we considered um, cutting you for the minimum, so I don't think we're going to do an extension. Yeah, so Jalen Brunson with the Mavericks, you know, I, I know you guys really like me. Um, 
any way we could strike a deal here or are those uh 2021 cap space aspirations just uh too large yeah we'd rather have the cap flexibility yeah and well i guess the other thing too is that i'm actually here's the other, oh no actually yeah this is interesting because there's another non-guaranteed year on the end of this right but i could technically be extended now right but we would just rather have the flexibility we got so much influx with our team we don't want to add those those guaranteed years right now I, I will uh, I will note okay. though that Brunson could be a very it wouldn't surprise me at all to see him get extended at, like in the 21 offseason after they figured out their other stuff very possible yeah um okay Mitchell Robinson with the Knicks uh I mean kind of similar deal to Gary Trent here you know if you give me the absolute full boat that you can four years uh 53.76 million fourth year player option you give me something to think about otherwise there's nothing to think about yeah this is this is an interesting thought process for the knicks because robinson hasn't you know he hasn't proven as a starter not that the other two you know we the other two have taken this but there is also the idea of well what is the opportunity cost for the knicks and they have a team option on him this is the Nikola Jokic situation where they can decline that team option to make him restricted or they could pick it up and have him be unrestricted (sighs) well uh, I'll tell you what uh you better not be exercising that team option on me because you won't be getting me back oh we're pretty sure of that um so it's basically just there so there are two components for us so one is what are the odds that you become that you are an elite center and we know it's it's a possibility we're not we're not necessarily we're, we're not sure or unsure we're not sure that it'll happen either way and then it's well what is what is that player let's say he's you know like the 35th best center in the nba what is that player worth and is there a chance that this is downside and Robinson, well I, I mean yeah if you're seeing me as, as a oh no i'm, I'm that, working like, i'm working you through my thought processes the next year this yeah. would all be internal dialogue yeah. um i think granted i'm higher on mitchell robinson than most considering like the knicks kind of have more money than they know what to do with and this is not a this is not a terrible offer for him. I, I screw it. I would make it. Yeah, I mean the Knicks do have seventy two million in cap space for next year. That would bite into that yeah, by it, it would, a, about but, ten million. But also remember that there's a chance that that Robinson meets the starter criteria this year and then that makes his qualifying offer about half of this salary number. Yeah. Yeah, I mean this one for Robinson, I have a feeling that he wouldn't take this, but I think you know, if you just look at some of the other contracts out there, like Nurkic, we just extended Jared Allen four for 50 in this scenario. And the teams don't necessarily need centers. I also get the player option, which is important as well. And protected for injury. I haven't made anything in my career. I would take it. I don't think that he would take it in real life. But uh, if I were advising him, I would say to take it. And since this is my show, we're taking it. <laughs> Ombudsman? If I were the Knicks, I'd offer that in a heartbeat. I, I agree with Nate on the take it, don't take it dilemma. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's still... I'm not sure that he's going to look amazing this year either, given the black hole level of spacing that the Knicks once again have invested in. At least there's no... You know, Taj Gibson isn't there anymore. I mean, there's still Randall, who's a terrible fit as well. It's... Uh, I mean, he's probably likely to play more, but if you don't establish yourself this year, there's a lot of risk. And I think the other thing to consider too is... What is like the absolute best contract that that you're gonna get? Yeah, like four four years, seventy million maybe. You know that's probably the best you're gonna do, and to get the player option and lock it in now. You know because your downside could be you're looking at five million a year or something like that. So I I think 
to lock it in now for a guy who hasn't made any money in his career is definitely a good idea. And you also get past this team option issue as well, where he's a that would only pay me one point eight million next year. We get around that aspect, and I'd be a restricted free agent as well. And that, and that way, that if, Tibbs, if Tibbs sits you behind Nerlens Noel because he thinks Noel's a better player right now, it's not as as grading. Yeah. Um, Okay, who's up next here? A- I think we, else? we could skip Bonga and Kuru. Yeah, let's let's skip Bruce Brown as well. Like, I just think the Nets are going to want to see how things go this year. There might be some potential there, but just because it's so uncertain, yeah. especially with the that, potential of a Harden yeah. trade. That's one that might work during the season, sure. potentially if he really establishes himself. But you know, he'd be looking at something you would think so, in like you know six or seven million a year at most. Dan. Uh, I have I have the Pistons, but I will give you negotiating on Svi Mikaliuk if you want it. Uh, go for it. Do you, I'm you don't very want curious it? your perspective. Yeah, go for it. I, I think I have Hamadou Diallo up next, though. If you want to do that, sure. I do. Uh, you know, we're the Thunder here. We're innovative. We did that whole deal with Josh Hustis. Just to let you know, your minimum uh, over the the four years following projects to be uh, almost nine and a half million. We're offering you four years, eleven million dollars, completely guaranteed. Hmm. That's interesting. Completely guaranteed, huh? Yeah, this is another one that's... Would never not, happen. Yeah. But maybe it but, should. Yeah, I mean, for a guy who just is... Who might not be in the league in four years. Yeah. But from our perspective, as athletic as Young has some upside, like we get a ton of team control. If we have to eat the salary, it's not that big of a deal, especially where we are in team building. Helps get you to the salary floor. Helps get to yeah. the salary floor, sure. Yeah, so I, I turn 23 next off season. So, 23 to 27. Whose game doesn't necessarily translate that well to Europe? <laughs> uh, maybe. As, a, maybe. As, a, as an athletic four, actually. That, I mean, that, you could make that money person. and then translate to Europe. <laughs> what if we did... Could we do three <laughs> years, nine million? No, no. My, my starting offer and my max offer are written down on my sheet as the exact same thing. Four years, 11 million. Uh, we're, we're doing this for the team control. We're not just trying yeah. to give you some money. Four years, 12 million? Nope, too much. <laughs> just give me that like that nice that nice little round number of th- oh. three million a year like that's you can sell that to your client that it's it's not the minimum it's it's way more than the minimum i don't know we it's, it's two million dollars it, it's basically like five hundred thousand dollars a year more than the minimum uh, a little less than that actually but <laughs> for um we're, we're we're putting the screws to you on it this unrealistic scenario with this unrealistic offer would never happen. They would just cave and give him $3 million a year for four years. It's basically nothing. <laughs> oh, God, Sam Presti. Now, I'm going to hold out for four years. Like, if, if this, this just seems too weird. I'm clearly not in your plans. You can't even give me, like, five. This is $125,000 more per year than your initial offer. To not even be willing to move off of that is uh all right fine we'll do four eleven and a half (laughs) (laughs) that's our final offer yeah how about like five hundred thousand in incentives for three point percentage (laughs) you really want to percent you want to really talk about minimum number of attempts you want to get down this road or do you want to just accept eleven and a half fucking take it you asshole There, there was somebody, I was trying to remember, this was a year or two, maybe more ago. I think it was somebody on the Magic where I offered them a one-year minimum salary extension. <laughs> does, does this ring a bell? This is, I think, it less ridiculous. Have, yeah, it, it, I mean, 
it rings a bell because I just see that scenario in my nightmares. <laughs> uh, whenever whenever we have some some sort of a, a mock negotiation <laughs> coming up, I just wake up in, in sweats, just w- muttering one-year minimum extension to myself <laughs> under my breath. It's really okay, unfortunate they couldn't have offered him like five years, 13 and a half million or something. I, I should have known <laughs> I wanted to the go trauma five. that awaited when he like, elbowed his way in to be like ooh, don't forget about Hamadou Dial. i got something <laughs> special for you yeah well i mean you know it's uh if you really want to make the guy feel dehumanized while while uh paying him uh not quite three million dollars a year oh yeah I, I hope he feels real dehumanized making millions of dollars a year uh okay yeah that that, that was like a solid uh solid like twitter reactionary comment right there. <laughs> that's what the money is for okay Who, who's next here uh svi mikhailik is is next and as the pistons we're thinking about mitigating potentially mitigating a little bit of risk here we have we you know we have other options at the two we don't exactly know where you're going to fit in remember we signed win ellington in addition but we do like you svi we think that you're a talented shooter so we were thinking Four million a year for three years, so that'd be th- uh, th- twelve million over three years. Would be a you know a fair a fair life changing money for you. You've been making the minimum for this point. You're still twenty three, I believe, and but also you know you you could potentially fit in our rotation at different places at that money. So seeing the crazy premium that shooting went for this year, that's way underselling my value. Even if you look at someone along the lines of like Wayne Ellington and where he and now now he's getting up there a little bit but you know he's been making in the six seven million a year range and I'm younger than him I think I can continue to improve I shot the lights out last year I compete hard on defense more maybe than someone like Ellington got a little more size than him as well a little more playmaking ability to do stuff off the dribble so I I think I would consider something in the eight million dollar a year ring we would do seven million a year but it would be for four and the final year would be we would say it could have it could have triggers but it would start it would start half guaranteed done that seems reasonable enough yeah so that would be let's call it 428 last last year half guaranteed to start yeah so at still only 23 right now he started at kansas so young so 24 next off season and kick that in for a good amount of guaranteed money that's uh we're, we're ready to go on that dan yeah i mean that's maybe a, a little high for him like that that seems to me more so like a reasonable guess at what he could get in free agency with a another season like the one he just had or maybe on the normal progression from that um where i think the piston should want you know hey this is a guy who hasn't gotten paid if you're extending him and you know i think the team incurs more risk in that situation like you should want some type of discount yeah that's uh, fair yeah but i don't think but it's I mean, like crazy know, or anything I, like if you look at like what Doug McDermott is making, like that's kind of right in the range. Sure, you can point at now. You can point at like Langston Galloway though, like on the other end. It, yeah, it's kind of it's kind older. of a razor's edge for Speed because like you could see him just falling below that threshold and just not getting like in restricted free agency especially and just not getting the the traction. Right. Well, and I also, I mean, who knows what this new regime thinks of him? Right. Yeah. Uh, they kept him. I mean, they've they have not been shy about turning over the roster, and he is. Uh, still yeah. there I, I mean they did move luke Kennard, and i mean so here's my logic of why i was willing to give him seven mil a year i think he might start for them and he might 
if that if that happens and he's making seven million a year for four years, it looks amazing if he's any good. Yeah. Yeah. No, that could be turn out to be a bargain. I just think it's a little bit higher than yeah. the team should I be. I was originally right thinking four for twenty two. That's kind of five and a half million mm-hmm. a year. So I was originally in your range and then I'm like, fine, whatever. All right, let's move on to the Denver Nuggets and Monte Morris. Ooh, now baby. I, I I mean, I, would you agree with me, Nuggets, a organization that takes care of their own, by the way? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been a good soldier. I started off on a two-way, been making the minimum for going to be three years after that. I really only have one chance to get paid, so I, I can't mess this up and take less of my value. Would you agree, Nuggets, that I'm one of the premier backup point guards in basketball? I would. I'd also like to remind you uh, that you told a handsome reporter who interviewed you last season or maybe it was the season before uh, that you were excited to get your two-way contract where you are from if, if you get a chance to get to this level everybody back home looks at you as the hero you're just happy for your opportunity you're not the type of guy who's looking to get extract the very most money possible you're just happy to be here uh yeah of course that was back when i got a two-way and was drafted number 51 i'd now have been a rotation player in the well, playoffs no, this, this, for the last two years. Well, but this is when you were already looking. I mean, this article is about how good you are. I, I don't know. It's very well written. <laughs> uh, you know, we would agree if that to get to that. You're, we do agree you are one of the best point guards, yeah. backup point guards. And what do good backup point guards get? They get a uh, seven to nine million, and uh, so we'll give you, you know, the the seven million per year, four years, twenty eight million. That's right in the range for a good backup point guard, and you know we won't make you hit restricted free agency. We, we, we well, uh, that's the reason you won't make me hit restricted free agency is I won't be. A oh yeah, that's true. Well, we won't make you hit free agency. Period. You know, you never know how the the market goes. You, there's some injury risk. Anything. You know that that's why you fell in the draft because you were you were banged up. You were hurt. You know how that goes. So we will give you good backup point guard money right now. No problem. Four years, twenty eight million. Yeah, so if you just look at some of the comps out there, I mean, like DJ Augustin is getting seven million a year at yep. thirty-two. I'm better than him already. Um, uh, as an unrestricted free agent a in a bad guard. free agent market, um, then uh, Delon Wright, a little bit under ten million a year. Tyus Jones, again, I'm much more accomplished than Tyus Jones. When he went on to restricted free agency, he got almost ten million a year as well so i'm looking for four years 40 million all right i'll tell you what because you're from flint and i like you i'll do 436 sold all right i had 444 written down as my max offer i'm a i'm a big monte just, morris just fan, gotta, and that might be my bias yeah. but yeah i i think that's it's tough because like the the guard you know george hill is kind of in that range too i don't know that morris is Quite, quite as good as George Hill. That's a tough one because you're you'd like to be paying your backup point guard less. Sometimes you just have to pay him more. I, I feel good about getting four for thirty six if I'm Monte Morris. Oh, absolutely, especially because yeah. he doesn't have a path to being a starter. I disagree with that on the Nuggets at least. Anyway, oh yeah, I guess yes. he could. I guess he could somewhere else. Like you could, you could kind of see that scenario. But to yeah. secure it a year early is would be huge for him. Like that. Yeah. This is the type of player who should be a little bit risk averse. Yeah. Yeah, and another guy who hasn't really gotten paid. So, exactly. uh, Abdel Nader with the Suns. Uh, since uh, I'm guessing you don't have a four-year minimum offer with the last three years guaranteed, <laughs> ready for him, Feldman. Uh, that is correct, although it was considered. <laughs> uh, how about George Yang with the Jazz? We we can finish it out. Uh, George Yang criminally underrated uh, by uh, on this podcast previously <laughs> to the point that he actually tweeted at me. Uh, about how we underrated him 
Uh, and he, he ended up being right because they brought in someone ahead of him, Jeff Green, and he actually outplayed Jeff Green and did get the backup power forward slot, making the minimum again this year. But you know, Utah, if you're willing to extend me at the type of range where backup stretch power forwards are getting, you know, I think we would definitely have something to talk about here. Um, worth noting that I will not be a restricted free agent uh, after this year. Yeah, uh, we would do uh, two years, five million. It's a nice raise from what you're getting. I mean, we, we think you're, we're not going to say this to your face, but we think you're probably a minimum player uh, or at least maybe a minimum player, but we see the upside there could be higher. And, you know, we'd, we'd like to mitigate some of that risk that you just, you know, really outplay it because we do think there's that potential. So we give you two years, uh, five million in an extension. You are, you are older. You're 27 already. Yeah, I mean, I think if you look at what some players like me are getting, you know, Bobby Portis, Trey Lyles, you know, I think I'm kind of in that class. So that would be more in the $5 million a year range. Uh, and it, it, I wouldn't be willing to accept less than that. Yeah, then no thanks. So be it. Uh, just for perspective, our best offer would have been two years, six million. But <laughs> hell, how, um, how much of a range can you have when you're in this but i i mean if you're in he's been a rotation player for two years so i mean that's i think five billion a year for a guy who's been in rotation for two years is not outlandish at all it's not outlandish and uh if that's what it takes to re-sign him i wouldn't be surprised but again i think the team should be looking to get a little bit of discount for paying up front yeah george also 27 uh so a li- little older than uh, i think a lot of people Min- minivan has well, uh, has some miles on the tires <laughs> yeah no that's true i mean that's gotta but like just to even that nickname is worth like another two million dollars a year just in and of itself <laughs> yeah we are all for you getting endorsement deals with minivan companies uh maybe we could set you up with some of them yeah. oh no yeah. there's some cap circumvention yeah no i i i who are we the i'm not gonna be a chrysler voyager i need to be a chrysler pacifica <laughs> all-wheel drive new hybrid model it's really quite a nice vehicle if you uh if you're in the market for a minivan i recommend checking it out uh any overall ombudsman thoughts here from you guys? Most most real. Uh, let's we'll start with this. Most realistic and most unrealistic. I think most realistic is John Collins. Honestly, I don't think uh, a deal is going to happen. But I, I think the Hawks could offer that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know for sure whether he takes it, but I think it's going to be like something sub max where it's a real hard call for him. I think most realistic is Devontae, but that also kind of doesn't count because the limitation makes it so much easier. Sure. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be stunned to see a Markel Fultz deal happen around war terms. I feel a little dumb about it just in the context of how we usually do the exercise, but I, considering this is the front office that, that acquired him, they, they did add Cole Anthony, but I think they could be just wanting, wanting that, you know, they value Markel Fultz. Like every signpost that we've seen so far for them has been them valuing him. Well, the fact that you were willing to offer Markel Fultz more than Jonathan Isaac, that didn't make any sense to me. Isaac's Isaac's been hurt so much. Yeah, I mean, but we, teams still uh, fall in love with that potential, though. I mean, you're at least giving yourself some... I, I mean, I would be shocked if the Magic offered him, you know, $14 million a year. I don't know. You know, like, if if that were it. I mean, I, I could... I think they're going to get up into the high teens, I think. And maybe there will be some injury protection, but I would just... I don't know. There's something... Like, people have talked about him as, like, potentially being a max player before he got hurt. Yeah. Which I don't agree with. I, I, I love healthy John Isaac, but... It, it, the timing of this last thing is just so crushing. Yeah, and particularly after he already suffered a traumatic injury to that same knee right. and was barely able to come back after like six months before that. No, I mean, well, and that's part of why I tried to structure it around a, an injury guarantee. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just, 
it just doesn't seem like the the magic for uh, i mean the guy who has their greatest chance of being a difference making player to i i guess the the one point you could make is well it's not like he's going to do anything that's going to raise his value this year and that's part of what i was thinking yeah but I mean, there's a lot of teams out there with money next year. We'll see how that looks once some of these extensions come in, uh, of course. Um, I, th- I have this feeling that Zach Collins will get done. Another one of these guys where the team just seems maybe overcommitted to him, maybe more than is really warranted. Yeah, I wonder what Portland's spending limit is. That was one of the, yeah. you know, j- just in terms of money they've got for year after year after year now. Um I mean, they, they've been one of the most willing teams to spend, and that's continued with Jody Allen's owner, to her credit. Danny, go ahead. You got something to say about Blazers' ownership? No. No? I mean, they've done... that's selling them short? No, I, I think that I think that they've, you know, I, I've been impressed with the, how they've done the transition. Don't, don't you have something... Po- I meant something positive to say about Blazers' ownership. No, I, can't, can't, can't that phrase be used for, for good also? Oh, of course. Okay. Yeah. No, they don't, they don't get uh, ownership as the... They just, uh, uh, I'm not. I'm not, all the way, I'm not all the way there yet. Anyway, I, I just don't know exactly where their limit is, and I think that could cause some complications with Zach Collins and Gary Trent. Um, yeah, my thought was that in terms of their long-term salary structure, that they would kind of be thinking, "Hey, Collins is going to be our long-term starter at the four, and Trent is either going to be our sixth man or the starter at the three. And so, given the commitments to Damon CJ, if we can lock those guys up to be starters at something around 12 million a year for each of them that they would do that now i disagree with that evaluation of collins but i think their evaluation of collins is that he is still a big part of of what they're doing in the future and so they they would view it as a potential bargain to get him for 12 million a year because they think he's going to be like this very quality starter for them which i just don't agree with yeah i just don't know how much the latest injury changes that like before that i would have agreed with you um, I think the heart deal is pretty realistic. I could like once you get into the later part of the first round, how those players approach risk could be different. I don't think Jared Allen happens, especially when you consider what looks like the the storm on the horizon. Let's call it in terms of his playing time and role. I could see that being a real issue. Um, I don't think Josh Hart gets done. I just think he's was kind of more of a throw in, and he just hasn't played enough of a role that David Griffin is going to value him like that. Um, I also think that. Derek White is going to be one of the more fascinating ones here. Um, mm-hmm. I think, Dan, you and I got to a reasonable compromise. But I, if I had to guess, I think he would get more money guaranteed, although maybe less per year. Although, again, I, I mean, I'm just such a big fan of what he was doing in the bubble. And, uh, you know, I th- and I thought it was more reason to believe that that was real, given just the type of shots that he was taking and making, in addition to the fact that they're going in. Sure. How I mean, he was shooting like seven or eight threes a game, and it looked really good. Yeah, um, yeah. I I mean, I I agree. And uh, I, what spooked me a little bit was you brought up a really good point about he's just young enough to fit with some rebuilding teams, and old enough and experienced enough and good enough to fit with win now teams, and plays a style that can fit almost anywhere. And yeah, I think if he hits free agency, the the market would be very strong for him. Yeah, let's mark it down as the only time I ever actually convinced Feldman of anything in one of these negotiations. <laughs> hey, there are plenty of times I've gone past my uh, my, my quote-unquote highest possible offer. When you went to 2.7 yeah. instead of 2.6? I went to 4.11.5. For, uh, <laughs> um, okay, any any other just overall observations here as we wind down? I got one. Uh, Lowry Markinen, I didn't really think about much before. and Yeah, like hearing guys negotiate, it was, it was weird because... That one, I think, was the one with the the biggest spread between how the player valued himself and how the team valued him. And 
yeah, that seems maybe realistic. You know, you get the the new front office. He's coming off a down year, but was very promising the year before that. Like, that's a real tricky one. Yeah, it seems that way. I would be shocked if he took anything under $16 million a year. I, I would be surprised, too. And part of it is also my underlying theory that I think Patrick Williams is going to end up being a four. And yeah. that creates a big problem. Um, and so, and, and uh, the, as you brought up, Dan, players who are drafted by a different regime who have a lot of uncertainty about their their kind of success and role and everything like that, those are the times that I think it's the hardest to agree to an extension because the player doesn't have the equity with them and there's you know and it's not like they're penciled in for exactly the same thing so i think a deal is not going to happen there i think it's possible the bulls offer more than i did but i also don't think a deal is going to i think no way oh sorry dan i was gonna say one of my most challenging ones was kyle kuzma trying to find like trying to figure out what the lakers think of him from outside is tough Uh, i think this is the first time in this exercise that this led to a very firm trade request like you've danced around a little like I might want to trade, but just like, oh no, this is the offer. 100% want a trade request. That was uh, stunning. I mean, that's what I would be doing in his his situation. And I think Jared Allen is in somewhat similar straits uh, as well. Um, and, and that one, and I also think both the teams, the Lakers and the Nets, uh, don't want to extend either of those guys just so they could trade them this year. They're kind of, Kuzma in particular is one of the two bullets the Lakers have left to fire at this point. But they've been so reluctant to fire it, it makes me, like, I don't know. They just seem kind of attached to him in a way that doesn't make a lot of sense on paper. Yeah, well, I mean, they brought in all the, you know, they brought back Marky Morris as well. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not the actions of a team that's like really, oh, we believe that Kuzma is everything that we need now as as our, even our backup power forward. I, I will say on the positive, I did think during the playoffs, like, he really stepped up his defense sure. at times. Like, he did things to make himself more valuable, but I don't know. And this is a guy from Flint, I'm... You know, I, I gave him the Flint bonus, and I still came up pretty short. <laughs> uh, all right, well, that will do it for this. Uh, follow Dan's work uh, at NBC Sports. Uh, anytime some news happens, definitely want to see what Dan has to say. Uh, the financial components, he's on that really quickly as well. Uh, gives excellent interviews as well that cause players to tank their own value in extensions negotiations. So make sure you, uh, <laughs> you read all of that as well. And... Please listen to Dunkdown Prime. Subscribe. This is our free podcast once per week, but we've gotten fantastic response. We're having a sale through the preseason time. A, a Not the best deal that we've ever offered because that was for our founding members. We'll never offer that again, but the second best deal that we've ever offered for a year membership. You can even buy one of those as a gift as well. So thanks again for joining us, and we'll talk to you all next time. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.